0: Section 1 of The Jim Crow Car, or Denouncement of Injustice Meted Out to the Black Race. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Theoden Humphrey. The Jim Crow Car, or Denouncement of Injustice Meted Out to the Black Race, by Rev. J. C. Coleman. Preface. My opposition to injustice, imposition, discrimination, and prejudice, which have for many years existed against the colored people of the South, has led to this little book. In many parts of America, the press has been furnished with matter for defending the colored people, through the medium of Coleman's illustrated lectures. By request of my many auditors, some of whom being leading elements of the northern states and Canada, this volume is published. Many persons interested in the welfare of the Negro have sought a more elaborate book on the Southern horrors. Therefore, the manner in which the colored people are treated, and the laws devised against them from time to time, are the chief subjects. My endeavor to furnish those concerned in human welfare with Southern railroad affairs, lynchings, etc., so far as the so-called law governing the white and black races is concerned, is evinced in the experience of eight years touring on various lines throughout the south my statements being authentic and impartial i have noted some incidents occurring on roads which i have traveled amid peculiar circumstances which i hope will prove serviceable to the reader i have quoted bishop turner's supreme court decision and mrs ida b wells barnett's the reason why largely because they contain facts agreeing very much with my experience and judgment opinions of leading afro-american journals have been expressed as a unanimous sentiment of the race regarding their loyalty to the flag under which they live and serve the main object of this book is to create within the hearts of those who may read it sympathy for the colored people of the south so many unreasonable things have been alleged against the negro that he now demands a reasonable consideration. The Southern press has made scores of enemies for the entire race, and continues doing so. The rape bell has been sounded all over the world to degrade the Negro and impede his rapid progress. Why did the Negro not commit rape during his dark days of slavery? In slavery, he was not allowed to know A from B or 1 from 2. This means that a slave was esteemed a little higher than the cattle. Slavery is illiteracy. God is a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate him. The people of the southern states have enslaved the colored people. For 250 years held them a small degree above the dumb brute. Today, they lynch the Negro, burn him, and refuse him justice on railway cars. God will visit the Americans. If not the third generation, the fourth will be made repent and humiliate to the black man. Rev. J.C. Tolme, B.A. The fact that there are in the South about 20,000 teachers, 238,000 scholars, 150 schools for advanced education, and seven colleges with Negro faculty is sufficient proof itself that the current reports of rape are not true. There are about 8 million colored people in the United States, and about half that number are churchgoers, which proportionately far exceeds their white brethren. The people who have been prejudiced against the colored race by southern newspapers have never considered that there are no daily papers managed by the colored people to defend their side of the case. The weekly papers of colored editorship are not read by the white race. Then how can the considerate people who would know of the perpetual reports arrive at a definite conclusion as to whether they are right or wrong. There are two sides to a case, and each side deserves scrutineering. No just judge will hear the plaintiff and drive the defendant from the courtroom door. Negro rights have been advocated and are now being advocated by the British press and by true, sympathetic ministers of the gospel of both the North and South. I pray that such a thirsting after righteousness will emanate from the churches in America that will cause the world to see that Christianity predominates from the chilly plains of the north to the smoky regions of the south. Lord, while for all mankind we pray, of every clime and coast, oh, hear us for our precious race, the race we love the most. John Clay Coleman, Toronto, Ontario, January 15th, 1898. End of section one.